Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so glad you're tuning in this week. As you all know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I actually realized I have no idea what I'm really doing. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I know how to do that is by talking to others on how they're handling their lives. So today I'm going to be talking with Carlissa and Lakin King, founders of World Girls. For those of you who don't know, World Girls is a doll company with a primary focus on bringing people together. The dolls are a true reflection of the strong, talented, and beautiful young girls that make up today's world. And Carlissa and Lakin are absolute geniuses, in my opinion, for creating such a positive and inclusive brand. Not only did they build this company from the ground up, but they've also been able to work with actress and TV personality Aisha Curry on her web series, Vampire. And they're also currently in the process of expanding their doll collection. So they're absolutely killing it. World Girls is something I definitely wish I had growing up. So with that said, I can't wait for you to hear all about their journey. So you know what to do. Turn up the volume, grab your headphones, and enjoy. Hey, how are you? We're good. We're excited. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I am so excited to kick this episode off. We're here today with Carlissa and Lakin, who are the founders of World Girls, which is an amazing company. Ladies, go ahead and say hi. <laughs> Catherine, so happy to be here. This is Carlissa and Lakin. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to kick this episode off. I think a lot of people are going to be able to, like, one, relate to your story, but also, I think, be really inspired by it. You guys are just really awesome, so I can't wait. Thank you, Catherine. Likewise, girl power. <laughs> Love it. So, all right. So, what is World Girls? Um, how would you guys describe your company? World Girls is a doll company for girls on a mission to change the world. Each doll has one of five traits, warrior, healer, explorer, rebel, and scholar. And we came up with the traits so that girls would identify more with their passions and interests, more with the dolls' passions and interests rather than how the dolls physically look. Right. And they right. represent girls from different countries and backgrounds and then they're brought together to the top secret um, oldest academy in the world called World Girls Hall where they train and come together to change the world for the better. I love that. (laughs) That just it made me so happy hearing that. I love that. And you know I found out about you guys. I sort of was on just a deep dive on YouTube and Instagram the one day and came across Aisha's uh, Vampire episode. So for those that don't know, Aisha Curry has a web series, Vampire, which is partnered with The Ellen Show, I believe. Correct? That it is. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. So yeah, it's and it's all on YouTube and you can find out everything you need to know about all the different episodes. But... I found out about you guys through the episode you did with her, which was incredible. And she got to work with you on how to improve and better your brand, which was so cool. And then, yeah, from there, I found your guys' page online on social media and checked out the website. I'm absolutely in love. I think I wish I had, you know, dolls like these growing up. (laughs) No, thank you. I mean, it it truly is a labor of love. So, I mean, we're just happy that, you really went on a super deep dive and found us 
and right. we're here today with you, yeah. It's just really awesome, and I, I'm interested to, I guess, go into your backstory a little bit. So, um, you know, your upbringing, how did that influence the two of you and your work ethic? Well, the story starts in Brooklyn. So, <laughs> Brooklyn, all three know, is a lot of flavor and just growing up around different types of people. And we also played tennis. We grew up playing tennis. Our um, our mom is an, a super tennis player. She's on the court every single day. So we, of course, took up the sport as well. We're also twins. We're yeah. also identical twins. Yes. We're very tall. We're black. So <laughs> there is a lot going on <laughs> with our identity. Um, but no, I mean... I think Brooklyn really was a great teacher for us. We just mm-hmm. learned from so many different types of people, right? And that is what shaped us and inspired us. And we just always loved kids and education, and we always believed in equity and, and, and equality when it came to education. Right. And especially, like, like, like in the saying, like growing up in Brooklyn and then playing tennis and just really navigating all of these different spaces, it just broadens your horizons in a way that you you can that you can almost feel, you know? Um, mm-hmm. because you'd play tennis and then you're then you're back to like wherever you are and you can see like the, the socioeconomic disparities, the racial disparities, the academic disparities. And it's just like it's right there in front of you. It's in, in plain sight. So we were very fortunate to be able to be in those different spaces. Oh yeah. I think you definitely you know, you learn a lot about where you're from as you as you grow. And um, I think for me, you know, in my <laughs> short time in the world, I have already seen like a number of things that, you know, I would I would love to change and yeah. instill in in young people especially. Um, so going off of that, your your background, you know, that definitely was inspiration for you. But the business side of it all, you know, like, yeah. how did you, what made you decide to be entrepreneurs and just go out there and, and start your own, your own business? You know, I think it's interesting because entrepreneurship is like the thing du jour. Um, so we always say like, come on, we've been doing this and it's been in our bones, like it's in our blood, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not something that we woke up overnight saying, oh, well, how do we get rich quick today? Um, like, it's not, it's not like that. Um, so it really is out of our, our, just our, I don't know, our spirit of really adding funk and like flavor and just a little twist to things, that freshness. Um, so we've always like, you know how like you say like things are like whack, like we say like we're the unwhackifiers. And so like we would come in and like come up with like new hand games and like make like crazy milkshakes and again like nothing of this is like out of the ordinary for like a young child like exploring mm-hmm. kids are explorers you know sure um but we've always wanted like we were we love children and we wanted to be pediatricians at some point but of course like it had to be king and king pediatrics and it had to be like our own private practice mm-hmm. so like we always knew that we wanted to have ownership of something of whatever it is we have right. to own it um, so, so yeah, so that's how we, entrepreneurship has always been a part of us, has always been, uh, in our bones, really. That's amazing. Well, and that's interesting that you say that because while completely different fields, that's how I felt journalism was for me. I felt like I never had creative control like I wanted to when I was reporting or, you know, doing stories. I felt like I was always doing it for someone else and never myself. 
Which is why, you know, which is why I started the podcast because I wanted to, I, I wanted to pick who I wanted to interview and I wanted to write up the questions and have the conversations that I, that I think needed to be had. Um, so How I told old were you when you realized you wanted to go into journalism? I, that's the funny thing. I've always been a writer, like literally, I think you know, since five, six years old, like making up, literally making up stories and scripts and giving them to family and friends to act out and like scenes. Love like that's that. why I was always into film. I love it. Love yeah. It. Like, and, I'm like, because it's like almost like a, a lot of times, like, yeah. And like a lot of times we fall into our, our past and interest later on in life, but it's almost like they've always been there to a degree. Like it's kind of right. weird. Like how like they've always just been in front of you all along, you know, exactly. because we never did that. We never did that. But like <laughs> young Catherine is out there writing scripts for her family members and our friends. Like it's yeah. so cool. Like it's just so cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, as you said, with age, you learn yeah. more about your passion and that's how it happened. I got, I got to high school and then I thought, okay, I'm going to go to college for journalism, went to college for journalism. And it wasn't until then that I started to realize <laughs> it wasn't, not that it wasn't for me because I loved it. Like I loved writing. Yeah. I loved reporting, yeah. but I wanted, you know, I wanted to be the creative one and making all the decisions. So yeah, right. I love it. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> so here we are. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So then what inspired you to create world girls? I mean, I guess having, you know, a background in, in childcare and, and pediatrics, um, that must have definitely played a part. No, 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 we didn't. Like, I, pediatricians, we, that was kind of like a dream job in probably middle school and high gotcha. school. Okay, like, maybe gotcha. like early high school. We were like, yeah, we love children. How do we make money? Pediatricians, yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're academically inclined enough. Um, but yeah, that was not the path uh, that we went down, clearly. Okay, um, the starting point. But gotcha. the event, like, rewinding to how we came up with World Girls, um, we came up with World Girls in high school. Okay. And so um, one day we were in the school library, or high school's library, Flipping through, it's not like just one magazine, it's a stack of fashion magazines. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're flipping through these magazines, and it's just like the same image over and over, like how to get beach waves. And I'm like, well, my hair, like I'm not going to be able to accomplish any semblance of a beach wave because that's not my hair, that's not my hair texture. Right. Um, you know, and so probably some way, maybe halfway, halfway in, we're like, this is crazy, this is ridiculous. Um, let's change this. And mm -hmm. it was a straw that broke the camel's back because, again, after, like, navigating so many different spaces, you realize, like, what is going on here. And so that day we decided we had to change it, um, and we came up with World Girls. We came up with World Girls. I ran up to Lakin maybe two days later in our high school hallway, and, like, our high school has 4,000 students. And so I ran up to Lakin, and I said, what if we do this? And she said, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. And World Girls was born in 2007, <laughs> knew that's what you were going to do. And I mean, you did it, which is the best part of all. Yeah. It's a combination of all of our passions, our interests, our background, our life story. And it just led up to that moment. I feel like, you know, so <laughs> then 
the dolls, right? So they, there's all different kinds. They're each given a completely different, I guess, name and nature, if you will. Um, and what message were you hoping to give to young girls through, you know, through your brand? Our dolls are really about bringing girls together. Their stories are interconnected. Each character is brought to World Girls Hall, and that's where they learn from each other. So they're celebrating one another and themselves. So for us, it's really important that girls understand. They start exploring what their passions and interests are so that they can use their gifts to change the world for the better. Hmm. At a, from a young age, you know, it's, it's really a privilege to know what your purpose is and to really piece your puzzle together and your purpose together. And, you know, a lot of kids don't like, a, a lot of kids don't have that. Sure. Um, there's a lot of potential that goes unused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously representation, inclusivity, that's super important to us. I mean, we don't call our dolls multicultural at all. We don't mm-hmm. really go with these, again, like these very, like, trend du jour terms. Because, sure. like, for us, like, it's it's our, it's what we, we're just representing the world. Like, it doesn't, it's not like we're here to show and tell. Like, we're, we're actually here to just, um, to show. We don't have to speak. Let, the, let mm-hmm. what we're doing speak for itself. Um, and we're just representing what is, in our view, I, I don't want to say quote-unquote normal, but what actually exists in the world. That's our goal. Um, so we have three dolls, so we don't have, like, a whole, a whole, you know, uh, global array of dolls right now. Um, but we have three dolls, and that's, we have to start somewhere. And we are super happy um, that, we're, that we've been able to launch this year. Definitely. So d- last year, actually, in 2019. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to go into um, a little bit of detail about the different dolls? Um, you have Explorer, Rebel, and Scholar, which are their different characteristics and natures. Um, if you want to talk about each one and what they represent. Yeah, so Pemberley is our explorer from the United States. So um, from Brooklyn. Right. Love <laughs> so that. She's also a tennis player. <laughs> She's um, actually also biracial, so half the black mom, white father, um, and she has a, a, a but anyway, sorry. Um, so, so she's our explorer, so she can actually, like, see, like, these different signs. Um, she can read ancient languages, but, like, she doesn't know it yet. Um, so that's Pemberley's story, and she somehow gets to World Girls Hall. She gets her invitation, and you really get to see their stories pre-World Girls Hall, because each doll comes with a story, a mini-story, passport size. And then Rebel is our Maud. Her name is Maud from Sweden. Um, and so she's our spunky firecracker. And she also has two fathers who are part of the Ally School. So, again, it's a part of the whole World Girls Hall universe. Mm-hmm. And then Zari is our grandmaster chess player from Barbados, and she is our our brainiac, our scholar, world girl, and yes, they are all heading to World Girls Hall. I love that. Like, that's just so wonderful to me, that they all have such a story behind them. Um, and you know, you said they, they each come with a book, so they're not just dolls, like, they're, in a, in a way, like, characters, and they they each have a story that hopefully, you know young girls or boys or whoever can learn from and be inspired by. Oh, yeah, anyone. As seriously, anyone can read the stories. 
um, and learn something because we try to, like, Barbados, what's a coconut turnover? Maybe you don't know what a coconut turnover is. Even adults mm-hmm. might not know what that is, right? So there are little things in there that maybe you can't travel to Barbados, but it can just spark your interest. And we have, we, most of us have Google, we can search and we can really travel just, you know, right from our homes mm-hmm. um, or wherever we are. And so we really felt like content, um, yeah. content is queen, as one of our toy mentors told us. And we felt like that would be a differentiating factor for our dolls, the team, the idea of being a team, the traits and the content, the story. Oh, I just love everything about you guys. <laughs> I love this brand. I think it's so great. And one of the reasons why I am so amazed by it and why I think it's just such a wonderful company in general is because I really wish I had something like this when I was growing up, you know, and like you guys were saying, you were, you know, looking through magazines and not seeing, you know, girls that look like you. And I mean, I'm white, but I still felt like I was never really represented in, you know, I guess popular culture and, and, fashion and film and we've come such a long way but I I was very much the same way like very tall I had this like thick curly hair (laughs) like I could never brush it it takes me forever to straighten it and growing up like it you feel so awkward and and not represented like you're you're completely right in saying that you're not represented and um and I, I just think we've come such a, a long way. Not long, not long, not long enough. But I mean, I and again, like for us, like I don't think, and it wasn't like the interesting thing is that the way we grew up, like I never felt like a lack per se. It was the fact that like no, like I'm growing up here. We, this is how we grew up, and like we're so much better for it because we were surrounded by all of this diversity and and dynamism, and the fact that it, you, it's almost like you shine a light on like this one part of the room instead of like turning on the entire light so that everyone could see the entire picture. Exactly. So it was like unfair that other people couldn't see like all of these, all of the, like, the beauty, the color, the, the diversity of the world, basically, you know, definitely you're, dep- you're depriving people, you're depriving, you're just making up your own narrative for mm-hmm. no reason, you know, actually for a reason, but <laughs> doesn't serve the greater, you know, the greater humanity, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, And, you know, I worked uh, throughout high school, I worked in a daycare and I think that as well through that I got, I mean, I worked literally with infants to, you know, kids that were three, four, five years old. And once you like see, I guess, see the world as corny as that sounds, but it's true when you see the world through their eyes and you, you know, look at the toys they play with and the things they're surrounded by, I mean, that's how kids you know, growing up and they have those visions of the world, like through what they play with and who they play with and, you know, the people surrounding them. Um, and I'm glad you guys had such a positive background and grew up in, in such a way where, you know, you're very proud of where you came from and the people in your life and to go and then shed that positivity on, like you were saying, others who don't get to experience that is, I think, really great. Thank you. I mean, we'd love to see if we can sort of combat biases and maybe one day recreate the doll test and see if we've come away. Mm -hmm. We've progressed, so, you know. Yeah. But we do. We live in, um, I think, we still have a long way to go, but 
we have some really great, you know, role models out there. I mean, oh my gosh, I was just talking about <laughs> literally this morning. I was talking with my mom about how great Lizzo is. Oh yeah. <laughs> and how I'm just so happy <laughs> that we were blessed with her in 2019. <laughs> 2019, we are, we're here for Lizzo, um, yeah. wishing her all, wishing her a continued glow up, and, you know, I'm here for Lizzo, I love her, I really do. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I, I guess, like, people um, like her, like, big personalities like her, who are so, I don't know, so confident, I guess, in themselves, and have such a vibrancy and positive nature about them to like put that into the world because we live in such a negative society you know and it's just just sad like i still feel like it is sad that like lizzo is like glorified as like the one like the one like fuller figure and you know singer Mm -hmm. and it's like ooh, we have one now um you Mm -hmm. know and i I, I just feel like it shouldn't even be that way like she just she should just be able to be and like sing do her thing her talent exactly um her effervescence and just have that be like we don't need to like look at it shouldn't be about all but this. At the other. same time, I think it also affects her self-esteem because we haven't seen enough people like yeah. her mm-hmm. in that sort of light. So, oh, yeah. you know, people are attacking her for her weight, mm-hmm. for her, for, for all of these different things instead of looking at what she brings to the table, which is her beautiful voice. And exactly. Right. Performance skills. Right. Exactly. exactly. I agree. I agree. And so, I th- but she is... She is carving, she is making the, uh, carving the path, you know, and clearing a path. So, mm-hmm. for all the trailblazers, you always need a, you always need trailblazers. Yeah, I hope she definitely paves the way for more, more people like her who just have such a great positive nature about them and oh, yeah. can just step out into the spotlight and just completely authentically be themselves, um, which is what, you know, I think she does, um, but any, getting us so off topic, I'm the worst. <laughs> but yeah, so we were talking about the dolls and their books and just their stories and how, how great they are. Um, but you are working on two new dolls, correct? We are warrior and healer. Amazing. So it'll open the five traits: warrior, healer, explorer, rebel, and scholar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you could be, and a lot of people, like, for instance, we identify with all five traits, right? So, mm-hmm. so what is your essence? What is your spirit? Like, how would you react in certain situations? And that's your right. trait, basically. So we, but war- sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. But warrior and healer are next, and they, they will come from two different continents. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we can say right now. Okay. That's all we can say right now. But, No spoilers. You know, I get it. Yeah, that's what we'll say. <laughs> Awesome. Like, where would you like Catherine, the next doll, to, what, what story would you like to see? Or what person, what country are you interested in, background, Right. Great. I mean, I, maybe this is complete bias, but I think being, you know, such a writer and uh, really into art and entertainment, um, that's why when you were talking about, uh, Zari, the scholar, like that really triggered with me, um, in, in such a good way. So you, so you would classify yourself as a scholar? 
Yeah, I, I guess so. Ooh, I love that. I love when I love when people classify themselves as scholar because I always feel like that's going to be the, the tricky one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've been hearing so many scholars lately, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love yeah. people who love to learn. Like I just love. Well, it. that's the thing. Like that's I feel like when people hear scholar, they think, oh my gosh, like brainiac like genius I am that I am not I will 100% like math science I'm terrible at it but I love learning and you know now that I'm out of college it's I I literally said that to my friends last weekend I said I genuinely miss school I miss just oh now do not miss the exams or any of that but I I really just miss being in a classroom like getting your syllabus and just being like, oh, this is what we're going to learn. <laughs> I know that sounds so nerdy, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is like a cool, like saying the books that you're going to read, the text. Yeah, I can see that. It yeah. Fresh syllabus, adrenaline, syllabus, adrenaline. I love it. No, I honestly love it. I, I mean, need scholars out here. So I, I really admire scholars, I think, out of everyone because there's, it's special. It's super special. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> But I, I, I love that um, each girl is so different from the next, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and not, you know, just physically, like you were saying, but their stories are so different. And I love yeah. that. And I love that they come from different countries and continents and have such different backgrounds. I wish, you know, not to like drop names of doll companies, but I wish that growing up, like the dolls that <laughs> I, them, yeah, <laughs> I wish that, you know, like. I would, you know, I'd play with dolls when I was younger and every doll was just literally the same look. I mean, if you look at Barbie, for example, I'm sorry, but like (laughs) throwing, throwing Barbie under the bus. But I mean, for the longest time, Barbie was the same like blonde white girl and like no diversity at all there. And like, not even that, but there. Like, it was just Barbie and Ken. Like, her story was... <laughs> her story was that, like, she dated a guy and named Ken, and that was it. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny because someone actually sent us an article, a friend of ours sent us an article yesterday about, like, Barbie. They came up with a bit of Lego Barbie, and oh my gosh, I forgot what the other one was called, but he sent us an article it was on CNN, um, so he was checking in with us, and it's like... They now, I think they've expanded their range to like 170, like, quote-unquote, since 2015. Since 2015, since, like, the Barbie fashionistas, where they had, like, the curvy tall. Right. Um, so I think they've expanded, like, 170, quote-unquote, diverse types of, like, Barbies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, and I was talking about it, and I'm like, you know what? I think they could have every doll under the, you know, under the, the sun, under the earth sun, and I just really feel like, you know, it, Barbie will always have that image, that image of Definitely. being Barbie, blonde-haired, white Barbie, you know, uh-huh. that, and, and at the end of the day, she will always be the center of that universe, you know, uh-huh. um, and everyone will be supporting players. It's even, like, I don't even think, like, these 170, like, diverse dolls are, like, really, there's no story. Like, it's just, like, you know, again, it's about the physical, and, and I think that is, a all, I think that is just so important. And I actually really love the Vitiligo doll. I was like, oh my gosh, I kind of want this. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I just think that there's churning. It's like a factory now. You know what I mean? There's like mm-hmm. no soul behind it and no like really trying to like 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting topic. But I, I, I do applaud them for at least now listening after, I don't know how many decades, coming out with these dolls, you know? Uh-huh. And, like, also they've done that with, I think, occupations, too. They've I, I know they've done, like, an astronaut doll and, like, you know, right. a doctor. So um, that as well. Oh, very reactionary. It's just a lot of brands are very reactionary. So when they get, mm-hmm. when they feel the heat, then they're like, oh, crap, okay, you know? But yeah, so I guess that's where I stand with all that is just, I wish that, you know, I was able to have access to a a brand like yours. And I'm glad that, you know, now we live in a world where kids can, you know, be exposed to so much greatness in terms of what they play with and what they learn from. Um, But yeah, (laughs) so speaking of that. I want to know, and I want um, listeners to know, how they can get your dolls. So where are your dolls typically sold? We are selling solely on our website, teamworldgirls.com. So mm-hmm. team, T-E-A-M, worldgirls, W-O-R-L-D-G-I-R-L-S.com. And we are looking to get into a few stores like camp oh well we don't i mean we don't put it out there but we are looking to get into a few local uh, local stores so new york city and now we're selling solely on our website yes and i will put a link in the episode description so guys definitely make sure you check that out um for the listeners so yes that's awesome and then i'm sure that was a challenge and we'll go into that um when we talk about aisha curry but i guess setting up your brand and getting everything up and running. Mm, that's, uh, we just, I think we got a, we got a PhD in doll making apparently because <laughs> it took us about seven years. It took us seven years. It took us about seven years. It took us seven years. So we started when after twenty thirteen. After graduating from college in twenty eleven. Um, okay. And yeah, because who in the world knows? Legitimately, who in the world? <laughs> Aside from like Mattel. <laughs> knows how to make a doll, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and we certainly had no idea where to start with that, and it was a journey, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> actually, like, it, it, it's so crazy because how, like, can you tell the story about how, like, you, how we ended up sort of on our path to creating the doll? <laughs> right, well, I was working at the Food Network, so Food Network, HTV, I was working there. Oh, wow. And then... Someone would just randomly ask me, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I really want to start this doll company. You know, I'm thinking of, I am starting this doll company. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm a doll collector. And I said, oh, wow, that's crazy. And so he said, you know what, I think I may have someone I can connect you with. Um, and so he gave me the person's contact info. We connected with them. And that person... Let us, let us to our sculptor, our fairy our, our doll mother. So, you know, we really needed that because we had no idea how we were going to make a doll. And that was about a year to just, like, even, like, have that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to have that breakthrough. Right, but it was that wow. serendipitous encounter that really led us to getting things started. Mm-hmm. It was, like, another lesson. Like, always, like, like, you know, we're very taught to... You not talk about what you want to do, and we're also like naturally introverted and don't really want to talk about ourselves and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, when you talk, when you speak out loud, sometimes it's just you. We've been talking, we've had so many serendipitous moments; it's unbelievable. So so yeah, talk about it. 
But an entrepreneurship, you're also taught to not talk about, you know, maybe people feel like other people are going to steal your ideas. Not that I ever, not that I felt that, but I'm saying, like, I think entrepreneurs sometimes, they really hide their ideas because they don't want, for fear of other people stealing them, them, and I don't think that's going to happen. No, that makes a ton of sense. But, um, But it took a while. I mean... Honestly, from that point on, like, it was just one foot in front of the other, one blunder after another, two men, two years sitting in two different manufacturers, the doll was doing absolutely nothing uh, for two years. Um, so it was just such a journey, arduous journey, um, to mm-hmm. finally get to May 2019, working with graphic designers and really trying to communicate things that you need and want. Um, yeah, it's a grand lesson in communication because even when you think you're saying you're being like a hundred percent clear, there there will always be things lost in translation. Always, um, where a lot of people would tell us, "Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I I understand your vision," and then they would come back to us and it, it didn't live up to our expectations. So sure. it, it was a lot of really getting it. It was painstaking. Mm-hmm. The amount of work and years it took to get every little detail right, down from the eyelashes to the packaging to everything. Yeah. Our, min- our minimum viable product, air quotes, was as perfect as we could feasibly get it, basically. Even though they say, oh, yeah, just put out whatever. And we were like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, seven years, details, details, details. And that's what we did. That's what we, ag- that's what we agonized over. You know, and we're still improving. But anyway, sorry, Catherine. No, that's, I think that's so like fascinating because I have, you know, I have no idea how you go about creating a doll, let alone, you know, going into the actual manufacturing process. I mean, so I guess then how did Aisha Curry help you guys per se uh, with your brand? You did Vampire and how was that process? I mean, getting to work with her and getting her advice. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, we had a long Excel sheet of <laughs> celebrities we wanted to send the dolls to. So, of course, we're sending them to Serena Williams, to Aisha, to mm-hmm. Lisa Ling. We're sending them, you know, and we don't know if they're going to get to them. Right. And Aisha actually came back to us because it wasn't the right address. I think she had moved her, one of her businesses had moved. Um, okay. And so they told me, okay, this is where you can send it. Like, so it went back to our warehouse. Right, it went back to our warehouse. Yeah. But then, you know, eventually it got to wherever it needed to get to. And then all of a sudden, a few days later, we see um, a notification from Aisha Curry on Instagram. So she had tagged, I don't know if she tagged us, but yes, she tagged us. And we saw the story and the, her looking at the dolls and opening the dolls with her daughters, Riley and Ryan. And I was like, wow, because she was definitely top three of she was the yeah. trifecta. The golden trifecta. If we, if we could ask anyone, I think it was Chrissy Teigen, Serena, and Aisha. If they could get the dolls and, like, we were like, wow, you know. So Aisha was so up there for us um, for such a long time. And when she did the video, just even, like, how she described the video. So that was maybe in, what, July, I think? June or July? June or July. So that happened, right? So okay. she got it. We were on cloud nine. We were like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um... And just the way she, like, even took the time to, like, take the dolls out and, like, really, I don't know, just kind of tell the story in a sense. Sure. It was really touching because it was like, okay, like, wow, like, it was, she was moved by it. You know, she was that mm-hmm. moved to even do that. Um, so, anyway, fast forward. Oh, my gosh. Was it September? Yes, it was September because it was around, like, September 11th. 
Um, and I was having a really two really crappy days. Um, and so I went to this toy store. I went to this toy store. I once again to try to get into the toy store. They try, I, I was, this is on Vampire, by the way, so I tell the story. And so I tried to um, talk to some of the buyers for the for for the dolls mm-hmm. um, because I was told it would be there that day. And anyway, and long story short, I was essentially turned down, and I couldn't even speak to any of the buyers. And so I just burst out crying just after I had a really sucky day before, and I burst. I just broke down. So I went home. Um, I'm eating my bag of chips, and <laughs> I go on Insta stories because I, you know, I was checking Aisha's stories. Hers came up first, and then she was advertising Vampire. She didn't like really say that she was like directly involved with it, but it was on her stories, and I was like, oh, it was like, oh, are you a woman who like just started their business? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so right away, I'm like, Lincoln, let's do this. I was like, get all the producers, get Ellen's producer emails. Like, oh my god, I applied online. I was like, I was emailing, I'm DMing all of Ellen's people. <laughs> like, you know, you start going crazy. You're like, no, 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 this is this is it. Like, this is for me. Right. So maybe like three days later, I applied. This is Carlos, though. But like, but I got the email. Lakin <laughs> got the email. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, but go ahead, Lakin. So take it away. No. So that's what happened, and the rest was history. It was it was a process. I think it took about a month. A month or so, maybe a month and a half, but they said, you know, I w- we want you guys to block out your calendars for next week and just, just be prepared. Yeah. So then they flew us out, and it was just, it was seriously it was, unfor- unforgettable. It was, uh, unforgettable experience. It has to be a top moment, top two moment of my life. <laughs> it's not top, I don't know, but I mean, like, because we were, because it, the journey had just been so hard, and mm-hmm. we were just struggling to we were almost paralyzed. We didn't know how to move forward and how to get the brand out there and for them to come into the picture and really sort of lift that burden. It felt like a lift that burden from us. It, it was so emotional. Sure. And to obviously meet Aisha. So we didn't know. So I'm sorry, because this is a whole process. This is a whole thing. Um, so we didn't know. They didn't tell us. Of course, like we're, and we're Gemini. So like, you know, we, <laughs> we were doing our sleuth and investigative work. So we know we have like a, a huge feeling that obviously like it's Aisha, like Aisha's doing something with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, but they didn't tell us, they would not tell us. So like the day before, like our amazing producer, love him, love him, love him. He was like, you know, like, don't worry, it's going to be amazing. Like your lives are about to change, guys. Like they're going to change. Oh. Let me tell you. So the next day we go to the, um, the loft in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they have like the whole black car service. So we're true like royalty put up in the hotel. Um, so they take us to the loft the next day, and um, we're doing hair and makeup and things like that. And so maybe about, like, they put us in front of the door, like, that we open, and then, like, three, two, one. And then you open the door. Oh. <laughs> there she is. Queen Miss Curry. Queen Curry. Aisha Curry. So she's standing there, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and and it was, the rest was history. The rest was really history from there. It was awesome. Mind-blowing, life-changing, would do it all over again if we could. And so I guess what, you know, through that whole experience, what did she teach you about your brand? Like maybe something that you hadn't realized. I mean, I think, Lakin, you were saying, or darn, was it Carlissa? (laughs) I'm already getting confused. But um, one of you was saying that you were having a really hard day 
and you, yeah. you know, you were at the toy store and, um, you know, just sort of like getting turned down and like definitely going through a hard time. But for someone, yeah. I think in my opinion, for somebody like Aisha to take such an interest and feel the need to share the greatness of your company to the world, literally, yeah, right. I think it was definitely, you know, had to have been a learning experience for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it was just another serendipitous moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a learning experience in that, like, even when you feel, like, super low, like, just, like, something, hopefully, and like, it's not always the case. Like, you know, sometimes it may take time. It just so happens to happen right after I broke down. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there is hopefully something on the other side. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Aisha just taught us, the, the whole experience just taught us you have to, and everyone really, everyone around us, they just tell us, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. And those two words are the most motivational. I never know how motivational those two words could be. Keep going. Really? Keep going. That's it. Just keep going. Um, so, yeah. That's that's great. And, you know, and, and that's why, you know, I really wanted you guys to come on to the show and, and talk and share your story because that's, at the end of the day, what handling it is all about. You know, everybody experiences their own ups and downs and there's literally no right or wrong way to go about solving that. You know, everybody experiences crappy days and everybody experiences great days. Um, And there's there's no rule book for how to do it. There's no rule book for how to achieve your dreams. And there's like, you know, there's not a map to find greatness. That's the, fun, that's the fun and scary part, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but no, Catherine, this is, I love, I love what you're doing with handling it and the stories that you are telling. Um, oh, it's just great to see an array of people who are ultimately just trying to do their thing, yeah. whatever that thing is, um, and overcoming obstacles and hurdles and challenges to find their happiness, ultimately. I said, everybody, everybody's hustling in their own ways out there in the world, doing whatever it is they want to do. But, you know, when it comes to your passion, you'll do whatever it takes to achieve it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am so glad you guys came on and, you know, shared your story. And I guess before we we conclude, um, I just wanted to ask the two of you, what do you want people to learn from your story? What do we want people to learn from our story? Wow. That's so hard. Like for us, this was, this was not something that we woke up and just decided to do overnight. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we've spent decades really knowing what we wanted to do. And we've always wanted to figure out what our purpose was and to know that this is what children, education, and innovation, um, to know that it really manifests and culminates with these dolls, with world dolls. Mm-hmm. It's truly a blessing, and I really feel that our dream for the world is for everyone to find their purpose, to really live out their purpose, and to complete their mission. Whatever they're here to do, they complete it. Yeah, and listen, our story is at the very beginning, so we're not, you know, we're not, who knows what's going to happen? Nothing is guaranteed mm-hmm. in life. So we can only hope that we're going to be what we envision being and, and more and then some. But, um, you know, again, just keep going. Never know what, what, how can, you know, you just never know. So just try, 
just try. You know what I mean? Keep going. And, and that's all I can say. Keep going. And let's support one another. Let's celebrate one Definitely. another. And I'm so glad that, you know, you guys are sisters and they're, you're definitely, I can already tell just from, you know, the few conversations we've had, you're definitely such a support system for each other and that you're, you know, doing this brand together is so great. Thank you, Catherine. You are a true world girl. Father, <laughs> and Love. We are so glad. We hope that we can continue that candle hour. That's yes. It. So that we wish you so much success. What you're doing is awesome. And, and telling stories, is, I can just, we know it's your passion. That's your fire. Thank so you so much. Thank you so much. Alrighty, as always, thank you guys for tuning in this week. I'm so glad you were able to hear from Carlissa and Lakin and learn all about their incredible company. This is only just the beginning for these two, and I can't wait to see where World Girls goes. So as promised, the link to World Girls is listed in this episode bio, so please go check them out and maybe even buy a doll or tell your friends. Spread the word. You can also follow Carlissa and Lakin's journey with World Girls through their social media handles listed in the bio. Again, thank you guys for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks and remember to keep handling it. See you soon.